Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, here comes the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe. What's up, everybody? And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Gene! Let's get into it, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order. This is the official broadcast of the nerd world order community gentlemen let's start off with letting everybody know what we did nerdy this week x-man what'd you do well as far as nerdy this weekend it's my buddy jay's uh 50th birthday happy birthday jay out there happy um, we had a little get together for my book at a beppo so i had to go buy him uh, a gift because you know of course i know him better than my wife i went out and uh I found a really cool, he's into Spider-Man. He loves Spider-Man. So I find, found a little Spider-Man uh, light switch plate. <laughs> I know it's a big, big deal for 50th, right? And, uh, but he's running out of wall space because all the other stuff I've gotten him. <laughs> so after that, I, I know that he's a really big uh, Top Gun fan, unlike some people. <laughs> but I, I got him uh, the Top Gun plane model kit. You know? So he's taking some time off right now, staying at home. You know, I figured this would keep him busy. Uh, have him do something he, he enjoys and something he loves. And he was pretty stoked about it. So, Very cool. Dirty shot. Uh, happy <laughs> birthday to Jay. Me? I did the normal thing? Well, anyway, it seems like it's turning into a uh, the regular for me, which is I went to Frankenstein's, walked around a little bit, actually hit up the X-Man. I was like, X-Man, I went back just to get you these hard-to-find X-Men cars. Right. And I hit him up and he goes, yeah, that's too expensive. And I was like, oh, dang. Well, oh, well. <laughs> but then, <laughs> right, I went all the way out there just for that. And he's like, no. Um, but then I'm walking around and I see people in New Orleans Saints jerseys like over to the back. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I see someone wearing a number nine. And I'm like, that's Drew Brees' number. So the only I have two football jerseys. One is for Brock Lesnar, uh, WWE, future Hall of Famer, UFC heavyweight champ, and the man who tried out for the Vikings. Uh, he didn't get in, by the way. Uh, the other jersey I have is a New Orleans Saints Drew Brees jersey. So I guess Drew was there uh, doing autographs, but I was like, dude, I don't have my Saints jersey. I'm like uh, 35, 45 minutes away from home, so I passed. Hopefully I'll get to see him again. Other than that, comic books, uh, buying nerdy stuff, bought a new little plastic rabbit because plastic rabbits are awesome. And that is my nerdy adventures for the week. Dude, you broke the mold, man. You always take the picture or get the autograph. The same thing happened to me with Stan Lee. Oh, I'll do it another time. And Stan Lee passed away, never got my chance. So every time he passes away, 
or excuse me, when he passed away, every time the day comes up, everyone's posting all these pictures and these autographs that they got with Stan Lee, and I have none. 30 minutes is just 30 minutes, bro. So much, it's an hour. But it's Drew Brees. But he does live out here. I don't know if he still lives out here, but he is from out here. I wouldn't have made it there and back. That's one. The other is I went online because I kept checking, and they didn't say it was photo ops. It was just autograph session. And I was like, ah, I don't know, you know? Because I figured he would do like, at first I was like, oh, he'll definitely do pictures because Drew Brees is cool, right? But then I was like, oh, it's the age of COVID. I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't want to spend like, you know, $45, $100 for a picture or, you know, autographed picture, whatever it was worth. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but you, you could sign it and you could put it in a frame and put it on your wall. I agree. <laughs> I don't, doesn't look like you have a lot of space back there. I oh, he can find room. You can find room, dude. Living room, kitchen, somewhere. No, no living room or kitchen. That's for sure, bro. I, you know, all the nerdy stuff goes in this room now. What'd you do, my bro? Uh, I just uh, finished watching Into the Cold, uh, and then finished Raised by Wolves. So that's the only thing I've been doing is just catching up on series that I want to finish up. There are so many shows we need to talk about, such as Into mm -hmm. the Cold. So, ladies, gentlemen, and knights, we promise we will give you our review of Into the Cold shortly. Uh, this week, however, uh, Danny Salazar, a member of the Nerd World Order, reached out to us and said, hey, man, I'm loving the show. Why don't you guys talk about some nostalgic stuff? You know, maybe some toys, some old school shows or something like that. So this week uh, here in the Nerd World Order, we are talking to you about the masters of the universe. He-Man himself. Let me start this off, gentlemen. So here's my first thing about he-Man and Masters of the Universe. Exactly who are the Masters of the Universe, right? Because Skeletor, he ain't mastering nothing. Then you have He-Man, who does have the power, power of Grayskull, but he was in no way mastering the universe. Not at all. And then all the supporting characters were also not Masters of the Universe. So why do you guys think they came up with that name? Because it sounded cool? They were all masters of Eternia. That I don't know. Masters, I mean, masters of the universe does sound pretty sweet, but it's like they probably came up with the name before they came up with the show, and then they got the idea going with the show, and they start, you know, everything's rolling, 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 and like, well, we never really got out to the to outer space. We're just going to deal with Eternia for now. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. It probably was they thought of the name first because it's all marketing. Even back in the '80s, they probably did come up with the name first, right? <laughs> Yeah, I want to say they created the toy first, right? Yes, because I, I remember watching it on Netflix. They had like a special. I watched it a while back, but they came up with the toys first, and and then I think they built the cartoon series about that, and they were making up the story as they went. Yeah, because the the story in the comic or the cartoon didn't even match the comic books that came with the toys. No, interesting thing about that. Originally, Mattel had the opportunity to pick up. All the Star Wars toys in 1976, I believe. Yep. They didn't do that. And so they were always trying to find something to compensate for the fact that they never picked up Star Wars. So if you think about Star Wars, universe, maybe they were trying to create that crossover. Buzzwords. Yeah, exactly. Let me throw out the idea of what happened with the comic books compared to the TV show. 
there was a little comic book that used to go inside every figure that you purchase. Now, those are the old school ones. Those are the ones everybody wants. Those are hard to find. Mm -hmm. Then, before the before the cartoon came out, they put out DC comic books, which that story closely matched. It, the story of the ones that were the little comic books that came inside the toys was basically He-Man was this barbarian, and he's out cruising around, and he goes into a cave. Basically, he finds his armor, finds his sword, finds his battle axe. That's the story that they had in those little comic books. In the DC comic book, that story more closely resembles what they used in the actual uh, He-Man cartoon. It looks like someone's on saying, hey guys, what's up, Jess Lopez? Thank you for listening. Taking time away from your workouts to listen to the Nerd World Order broadcast, or maybe you're working out and listening to us, but either way, <laughs> thank you for listening. Great job. Yeah, definitely. So the toys were invented or created in 1981. The actual show was launched in 1983. The thing about the show that makes... The only reason the show was actually able to happen was because previously shows couldn't be connected to products as in they couldn't be seen as advertisements. That law went away and that's when you saw the rise of Transformers, G.I. Joe... TMNT and obviously He-Man. Until then, that's why there were never really toys that were directly connected to uh, cartoons. Once that law changed, it was free season, which is why you now see so many toys related to cartoons. Let's get into talking about you guys and your experience with He-Man. Starting off with the toys, did you guys have any He-Man toys? I had a few. Um, I know I had He-Man and Skeletor. Um, Recently, too, before uh, the revelation dropped, they re-released the He-Man and Skeletor toys, toys with a little more articulation, but they were pretty much the exact same toys. So I picked up He-Man and Skeletor for my son, and he still plays them all the time. He calls them Heat-Man. Daddy, I like Heat-Man. <laughs> like, it's He-Man. But Daddy, Heat-Man has a sword. <laughs> but I, I remember having those toys, and I remember reading those comics. It's funny, when you were explaining everything about the comics right now, I'm like, man, I could picture every single panel in my head. I don't know how I don't have an attention span for anything else, but for that, I, I completely remember like it was yesterday. Um, I was always wondering, like, why did he have this battle axe, you know? And in the, in the cartoon, he had the sword. I think I, I had the toys after the cartoon started, but... You know, it was like, it was just so weird to me. It was such a mystery. And he always came with half of a sword and Skeletor had the other half. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't have much of the place that I never, oh, you know what? I did have a battle cat, but not because I bought it or somebody bought it for me. I found this beat up mangled battle cat left on the road somewhere, took it home, shined it up and it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have, I'm sorry. It was just cringer because he didn't have all the armor. Ah, but still very cool. Interesting thing about the battle axe around 1981, Mattel was working on a deal with the creators of Conan the Barbarian, and they had a line of Conan toys, but they couldn't work out the contracts as far as like the licensing negotiation stuff like that. If you think about it, Mattel, they couldn't get anything right with licensing, <laughs> you know, because they passed on Conan, they passed on Star Wars, but they kind of copied someone else's homework and that's how they created he-man because he-man is essentially a conan the barbarian ripoff uh, 
so basically, if you look at the original sketches for He-Man, he looked like Conan the Barbarian with the battle axe and everything like that. Then over a period of time, they were like, hmm, we're going to get sued if we use this, which is why they kept adding stuff onto it. His hair was black. It became blonde because they're like, oh, that's not Conan. Look, his hair's blonde. <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the typical hero back then. <laughs> did, did either of you guys have any of the toys? Interestingly enough, as a child, I didn't, but I got to give a shout out and a huge appreciation to my son. Not this Christmas, but last Christmas, he actually picked me up a Skeletor, uh, which is it's on the nerd wall back there. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the only He-Man toy I have, but it's just so awesome. Of course, it's still in the package because I'm a nerd. <laughs> but this is great because it's the only He-Man figure I have, and he bought it for me, so I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I had I had He-Man, Skeletor, Beast Man, nice. um, Battle Cat, um, Evil Lynn. I had a bunch of them, and I bought them myself. Because when I was like, I want to say I was like seventh or eighth grade, I used to keep score with my mom and dad whenever they go bowling. Mm -hmm. And so I would get like 20 bucks every time I kept score for like the night. And that was like one figure. You're right. But well, my mom would like, you got to buy something for your sister. What's up, Doreen? And <laughs> I would have to buy her some Barbie stuff <laughs> in order for me to get uh, some He-Man figures. But it was kind of weird because... Kmart, if you guys remember Kmart, that oh, yeah. uh, got yeah. replaced by Walmart. But Kmart, you th there was one by our house, Alan. Oh wait, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. By uh, it was over there, not off of uh, Mission. Was it Mission Avenue? Oh, I'll say Mission it was. Avenue. It was. And um, but yeah, that's where you could get your uh, where I could walk from my house to go buy some figures. But in those days, you couldn't. Well, we didn't drive for one, but. Only certain stores had certain figures, so I never really got the ones, you know, the other ones that you would see on TV commercials. For some reason, that Kmart didn't have them, or they maybe someone was older and was buying them ahead of time, and and they knew it was going to blow up, and they saved it. But yeah, I had I had all that stuff until my mom's got mad at me because you know when you're a little kid, your room is always dirty, and I remember <laughs> my mom as punishment would clean up the room and take my figures, and I'd come home on a garage sale, and she was selling all my figures. <laughs> For like maybe a buck, oh. if that. Yeah, so that's that's where all mine went. My Star Wars figures, everything. Dang, man. So for those youngsters who are listening, <laughs> the moral of this story is clean your darn room. It's fun. <laughs> well, you can't do it nowadays. Nowadays, it's like abuse. Can't do anything. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 uh, one time, let's see, Emma was about nine or so and I, I cleaned her room because she wasn't doing it and everything went into bins, plastic bins. And I'm like, you have a chance to earn these back little by little, if you keep your room clean. So little by little, she earned, you know, her toys back her my little ponies, her doctor. who, And, uh, I, you know, I still actually have some bins up here in the garage with some of her stuff. I just can't bring, you know, bear, bring myself to get rid of, but yeah, I, I practiced that form of child abuse as, as well, where <laughs> when my son would leave something out, like, because, you know, he'd, oh, I'm just going to play Jurassic Park in the living room, right? 
So I'd be like, oh, you leave it out. I'm going to put it in a bin. And then I'm going to donate everything in this bin, son. And he's like, hey, man, how can I earn that stuff back? So, <laughs> yeah. It's better than me I when was, I'm coming home. I drop to my knees and go, no! <laughs> and I was told my at me, I told you, boy. Clean that room. <laughs> I always tell my kids, I go, parenting, proper parenting is all about blackmail and extortion. That's it how really, you do it. <laughs> it really is. It's that perfect balance, right? Right. <laughs> the cartoon. For me, I think He-Man came on before G.I. Joe, which was my jam. Uh, we'll have to get around to G.I. Joe sometime in the future. Mm. But um, I remember I'd still race home to watch He-Man because it came on before G.I. Joe. I didn't realize there were 65 episodes of season one and two. I wow. never knew there were there were that many episodes. But did you guys watch the cartoon religiously? Oh, all the time, man. All the time. You know, it's it's funny you think about it. Like I've I've looked at that too, and I'm like, wow. Back in the day, we never watched any cartoons in order. We just watched what we were able to because either we couldn't get the TV or we didn't get home in time from school or we had homework. So it's like we it was nice that back then there wasn't really a continuity or like like most cartoons nowadays. You know, it's like each episode was a standalone episode. And it's like, man, it's like, what did I miss? And then, like, now recently I started showing some to, to my daughter. And that was when I found out a few things that I didn't know before. Like, I didn't know that Tila was actually the daughter of the uh, Enchantress? Not Enchantress. What is she? Sorceress. Sorceress. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, I was like, little tear. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, she erased her mind. And then I was like, no. And then later on, they picked that up again in Revelation. And I was like, yes! Yeah, I don't think I stuck around long enough for those episodes. Um, so weird. So did you re-watch it? Yeah, not all of it, because I couldn't get through it. But um, I want to. I want to. I think uh, when Nathaniel's a little, old, a little older, we're going to start watching him, when he can keep his attention span on that, because right now it's just Bluey or nothing. I don't know if you guys heard of Bluey, but... That dog in Australia is awesome. <laughs> Great so parent. Huh? Bluey has nothing to do with Blue's Clues. No, no. Bluey is like this little girl dog that has a dad that's a lot like me, which is cool because my kids both point that out. But you learn so many valuable lessons and you get parenting tips that really work. <laughs> it's so weird. I see people on TikTok crying about it all the time. It's an episode of Bluey. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, we're going to, I'm going to get him to watch the He-Man. I, I remember, remember at the end of every episode, there was always a moral of the story. Today's lessons, kids. That was something, I don't know if they had to do that. I think they had to do that. There had to be within every cartoon, once they did all that regulation, there had to be a moral, like mm -hmm. some, some sort of moral thing that someone would learn. So they found that loophole where they're like, we're going to give you our commercial and 30 seconds of a moral. Mm -hmm. It probably had to do with the amount of like battle and fighting. If there's this much battle and fighting, you got to have this much of a lesson. So it's like, yeah, G.I. Joe did that because knowing is half the battle. You know, I don't, the Transformers ever do any of that? I was wondering. I don't think they did. It's because robots don't have souls. <laughs> It was mostly like because of the violence. Yeah. 
So I think that's yeah. why they did that. They had to do that, you know, because you know, GSO is like, you never saw any blood every time a, as a airplane or helicopter or ship got shot down. There's parachutes flying out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one actually ever got hurt. To your point. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you, Joe. Did you watch the cartoon? Uh, I watched. I watched some of some of the cartoons. I didn't really watch them religiously because, you know, when you're young your parents wanted you to go out. So I played a lot of uh, baseball. And so whenever I was not at practice or didn't have a baseball game, when I'd come home, I'd watch it. It'd always be to Alfonso's point. Every time you come back, you're like, wait, what? What just happened? Like something new, a new character, something happened. But yeah, and I'm not going to go back and rewatch the old episodes because I like T-Man, but I wasn't really as far as like, I got to rewatch every episode. But I do watch the new He-Mans that they come out with. I tried to watch it with my son and my son's like me. If you like something, he's probably going to poop on it. So <laughs> I was like, son, check this out. This is awesome. And he, he was like, yeah, same for me, old man. So <laughs> after that, I, I didn't even try to rewatch it. So I'm kind of like you, Joe. I, I tried to bond with my son over it and he was just like, yeah, this, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> Not today, dad. <laughs> Not today. They, you yeah. know, He-Man had such good characters. You had Fisto, all right, guy with a really big fist, right there, Fisto. <laughs> then you had Bram Man. Um, I don't know. What, what were some of your guys' favorites? Uh, for me, uh, first favorite would definitely be uh, Man at Arms. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Man at Arms. Uh, the, the reason I like Man at Arms is because he was completely pointless. I felt like they didn't need him, but he would just like man up every episode and he would try to fight like monsters because Skeletor had some monsters, right? And right. he was just, he was just a dude with like some sucky armor and, <laughs> and a weird helmet and, and that, that mace thing. And I think he had like a little, uh, I don't know, arm cannon or something. But he would just like show up like a G every time, like he could actually do something. <laughs> but then He Man would have to come in and actually save the day. So I just oh. like that this dude was like regular guy trying to go to <laughs> war with monsters. He tried. He tried. He's basically Batman. <laughs> wow, that was very disrespectful. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's got gadgets. <laughs> He's a human fighting in a in a world of, of super powered people. He's got oh man, but that mustache. He's got that Tom Selleck mustache. <sighs> Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, but Batman can hold his own. Man and Mars cannot. To Alan's point, I don't know. Yeah. I thought he did pretty good, man. <laughs> Norco was like he was like a dope character because in in a way he was kind of like all of us growing up. You can't do nothing right, and right. adults was always yelling at you because you were messing up because that's you just weren't performing the way that an adult thought you would act and that's why i like oracle because basically he was a man of arms is like a parent and oracle was like trying to do the best he can he kept messing up and then you got that parent that was just yelling at you all the time even though you were trying to be your best even though oracle in his own world was super super powerful right and it was something i think a parallel universe where his powers became weak but every time he messed up dude there was man of arms to critique him yeah. I never really saw it that way. That that makes a lot of sense now, man. You just ruined my childhood. But man, I love Orko. Orko is so sweet. 
Yeah, and, cool. and he got he got so much redemption in in uh, Revelation. That was so awesome, man. I love I love to see that you know, that redemption. As far as Orko goes, I really didn't care for Orko. <laughs> uh, reason being is because he was just like comedic relief, you know. He was for uh, the younger kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was actually a powerful magician stuck in a world where his powers, he didn't have powers. So he's actually super powerful. Yeah, he was. But he did that later, right? Yeah, they did it a little bit later. But I think then again, dude, like as a kid growing up, I always liked magicians, like people with magic. That's, that's probably why you don't like Harry Potter. You, you, don't, <laughs> you didn't like Lords of the Rings. You won't watch Witcher because you're not into the magic kind of stuff. And I think that's why like, I like Oracle because it was he had to do something with magic. Can always be sword swinging, bruh. <laughs> and every now and then he would save the day. It wouldn't, he wouldn't always get the best you know, thing going, but some, every now and then he got, he got to save the day. And we all but it would always be by accident. It would always be by accident, though, right? right, right. <laughs> Even though he did save him. Uh, he did it by accident. You know, he-Man has been redone so many times. Uh, you know, they, they keep rebooting it. It started out, it was only two seasons originally. And then after that, they rebooted it. And then they came out in 1987 with the uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe movie. <laughs> that I was hyped for. And then it just disappointed yeah, I remember being so stoked for that movie, man. And it was just, they brought him in. Didn't they bring him into our world or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, Dolph Lundgren, he was, I mean, he is big and buff, but he wasn't like Hulk Hogan, you know. He wasn't like, like Lou Ferrigno. They needed somebody for He-Man with that kind of stature, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course. You know, probably wouldn't do it because of the whole franchise with uh, Conan the Barbarian. Conan. Yeah. But... They needed somebody that big. I mean, because he's so much larger than life. And yeah, Dolph Lundgren just didn't quite fill the bill. You just brought up a really good observation, X-Man, which I never thought of before. The reason that they couldn't put He-Man on Eternia is because we already had Conan. Right. So they could not make that movie in the standard way. They had to go with something different. And the reason that He-Man, IMO was so disappointing was because it was such a departure from what we wanted. We just wanted He-Man on Eternia. We wanted to see like him running up to Castle Grayskull. We wanted to see like all the crazy monsters there. And what we got was like, oh, he's in Earth, you know? But they couldn't do that. Yeah, it was terrible. I think his mother was from Earth. I know they did that in Revelations. Now, if they would have did something like his mom escaping Earth to go to Eternia and then that's where it picks up, it'd be nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I remember watching that as a kid going, what the hell is this? Yeah, it was just, it did not hit the right buttons. Even that poster looks whack, bro. It's <laughs> just like a poster. You know, why did Dolph Lundgren have to disappoint us so much? He disappointed us with Masters of the Universe. He disappointed us with The Punisher. Remember when he was The Punisher? You know why? Because Dolph Lundgren was, and maybe he is, I don't know, just my opinion. He was the poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> you know how there's some actors or actresses when you see them in a movie you're like ah this is gonna suck right because yeah. they couldn't get the person that they wanted right they had, they had to get that dude and <laughs> Dolph Lundgren is that dude mm -hmm. 
you know he holds like multiple PhDs. That's so weird. But I yeah, yeah. He's he's like, I don't know exactly what his PhDs are, but I know one of the things that he has is he's like some crazy level mathematician, because I've seen that before. Like, yeah, he's a bodybuilder in the sense that he's built his body up, but dude is like way smart. He could be on the NWO. So uh <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Uh, if you heard what I said, I'll edit it out. If you're watching, uh, you're not the poor man. Poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Feel free to come on because you two are a nerd, sir. But I, but I think at the time he had like when they were making those type of movies, he had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I think he had Dolph Lundgren. They're probably yeah. looking at him going, you know, if we can't get Arnold, let's get Dolph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't. Yeah, we can't afford Arnold, so let's let's pay Dolph. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it was. Which, you know, you can't blame him for that. You got to give it to him, though. Ivan Drago was, like, the best bad guy ever. But once again, my bro, with the, the accent ass. and everything like that, <laughs> right? wasn't he just like, they're like, do your best Schwarzenegger. And he was like, <laughs> if he I dies, break you. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> and they, they were like, perfect. You're hired. <laughs> Here's your paycheck. Yeah, that every actor, I can't think of who it is for The Rock right now, but, oh. It's uh, Batista. Yeah, it's totally Batista. Go ahead, Joe. John Cena, which is <laughs> he's coming. He's becoming. He's going to be better, but I would say John Cena. Just like you know, Fast and the Furious franchise, you can't get the Rock anymore. Let's get John Cena. It's interesting that you say that, Joe, because I feel like John Cena is better than the Rock now, because mm -hmm. the Rock takes himself too seriously. Whereas John Cena's like, I'm in on the joke, you know? I get it. I'm not even supposed to be here. So <laughs> I'm like a joke within myself, and I'm going to play it up, you know? So I, I think you're 100% right, Joe. Yeah, The Rock has it in his contract that he will not lose a fight. And where John Cena, he'll he'll get knocked out. It's like, whatever, dude, shoot me. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he, but he's definitely a goer. He's doing it for now. I mean, if you watch The Rock's early movies, he was doing exactly the same thing John Cena's doing. And then now that The Rock's getting bigger, now all of a sudden he can't do this, he can't do that, and he thinks he's the best to all movies if he's in it now. Hopefully that doesn't happen to John Cena. I don't think it will. You know, I, I feel like John Cena sees what The Rock did and he admires what The Rock did, but he doesn't just want to follow The Rock's pattern, you know? Right. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. John Cena for He-Man 2024. Um, that's not going to happen. They already casted somebody that's... Oh, that's right. Man, actually. They are making one. Noah Centennial? You don't know who he is, Alan, but if you watch... I told you I watch a lot of rom-coms, and he's pretty much in all those rom-coms on Netflix. But he's cast as a new He-Man. Is he... Do you feel like his uh, physical stature is up to the challenge? If you look at the He-Man action figure, Dolph Lundgren wasn't. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like we've been saying, is more, it fits the bill of He-Man. Would you say that uh, the character whose name you just used, which I can't pronounce? Bruno uh, San Martino. Alan doesn't even know who that is. I do know, bro, come on. Come on, bro. You're really going to try to pull that? You're like... They were like, Bruno San Martino is a magician. <laughs> <laughs> is he at least Dolph Lundgren sized? Yeah, I think he'll be good. He, he's a good actor. Okay. Good actor. Going to mm -hmm. have to hit the weights a little bit, though. 
Yeah, but I don't think He-Man has to be like the action figures that we see. I mean, Dolph, again, Dolph Lundgren wasn't that figure either. Right, but my question is, is he at least Dolph Lundgren size? Yeah, he can be. <laughs> These action figures are giving us... The size doesn't have to do anything because Dolph Lundgren was a big size in the movie was crap. No one, no one remembers He-Man being this really big buff figure. Like only, only, only us that have been growing up have grown up to watch something like that when we were kids to see someone big like that. But nowadays, you, you can ask your son, bro. I can ask my sons. They're like, he could be He-Man. They're not going to be like, oh, is he big enough? They just won't ask that question. <laughs> is the movie good? That's the only thing that matters nowadays. Joe's going to stand for Bruno San Martino. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Why don't Why don't they just do it like uh, like? Uh, uh, oh my gosh! Ryan Reynolds did in that in that new movie, where he was oh, you know, free guy. He, free guy, yeah. Remember where he played mm -hmm. the big buff guy? So like he could be Prince Adam like that, and then that big buff bodysuit for He Man. <laughs> then that would just be Shazam. <laughs> really, Joe? Yeah, that's all that he was in a big big buff set like bodysuit basically. Well, I think he worked out to get bigger because, yeah. dude, I have a picture with the dude and. And uh, he's not that big. He's just tall. But yeah, he plays Shazam, who's buff. In a bodysuit. No, nah, I don't think he need a bodysuit. He's going to be naked or shirtless. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is. Loincloths. <laughs> All loincloths. You guys have watched a show that I haven't watched. So maybe you guys are going to get be able to talk for like 10 15 minutes undisturbed by me uh, <laughs> you guys are like no that's not gonna happen let's talk revelations masters of the universe revelation uh produced mainly by kevin smith you know written by a few of his friends and it was brought together by oh man i forget the guy's name but there was a guy behind everything who kind of like was playing with his toys it was a continuation of the original he-man cartoon series which I love, you know, why, why don't, why doesn't everybody do that? Everybody wants to reboot everything. Just continue on the story because there's, you know, so much more to tell. Um, they've got some really big name actors, you know, Mark Hamill is in it as Skeletor. Um, you had uh, with Lena Headley as, as Evil Lynn. Uh, man, I should have, I should have made a list, but yeah, a lot of big stars. Uh, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I know a lot of people were really upset with it because of the direction it went, because I don't know how much of it you saw, Dukes, but they killed off Prince Adam like, like that, dude. He was gone. And they had to actually go back into some otherworldly place to find him and bring him back because they needed He-Man to stop Skeletor. So it, it, was, it was fun. There wasn't a lot of He-Man. If you notice, the show is not called He-Man. It's called Masters of the Universe Revelation. You know, uh, how'd you like it, Joe? It was doo doo. <laughs> doo doo. Alan, you didn't watch it. Uh, uh, so, like, He Man played Chris Wood, which was he was part. He was uh, CW's uh, Supergirl, and then you had Sarah Jessica or Sarah Mer, uh, Michelle Teller that played Tila. Right. And that's why a lot of people got upset because it seemed like it would focus more on Tila than it did He Man. And I think that's why they didn't have He-Man Masters of the Universe. They called it Masters of the Universe Revelation because He-Man wasn't in it. And I, as much as Tila. And I think that's why a lot of fans were upset because, yeah, it's a continuation. But for who? Tila or He-Man? Obviously not He-Man. 
And so that's why a lot of people get upset with it because they felt that the show focused more on Tila, which I'm okay with it. But I'd rather see He-Man. We're watching it for He-Man. We're not watching it for Tila. And I think that's where a lot of fans are upset with it. And that's why we haven't got really a season two. Yeah. I was say, even Man at Arms kind of took a back seat. They, you know, he went off on a side quest while everybody was doing something. Oh, not the side quest. Mm-hmm. That dude, that is just that's like the friend zone of of right. writing. When you put someone on a side quest, it's like, yeah, you're here, but yeah, nothing important's gonna happen. You they know? did the same thing with Skeletor too, Alan. What? Like it was basically about Tila and Evil Lynn. That's yeah. what it was about. And I'm not watching He-Man for Evil Lynn or Tila. I did see the first two episodes, and I remember X-Man was hyping it so hard. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. I got to <laughs> watch this. And I didn't have the heart to tell X, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Right. So the, the revelation is X, you hyped it up, and I tried to watch it, and I just couldn't get into it. Because Alfie's a big fan of Kevin Kevin Smith. That's oh, yeah, why. That's my boy. That's my boy. And that's why, like, he's just like you're a big fan of Shazam. It don't matter how bad the thing is, you're still going to be like, it's the best. I'm a big fan of He-Man, too, and I, I really like the He-Man thing. But, yeah, I understand. I, I see why a lot of people didn't like it. It wasn't for them. I still enjoyed it, regardless of Kevin Smith or not. Oh, big spoiler for you, Dukes. This is the way it ended. Evil Lynn became the big bad. He-Man and Skeletor actually had the combine their efforts to take her down. Oh, and we did get a Savage He-Man, too. Uh, there was a part where when they brought him back, they brought him back wrong, and he was just all, and he just, he was like the Hulk. He was basically the Hulk for a little bit. Look at the way Alan's looking at you right now when you're telling him that. That's how I look <laughs> watching this damn show. <laughs> well, I, I, I did fail to mention, I used to, it used to bug me to no end that Prince Adam looked exactly like He-Man. <laughs> I mean, the same build and everything. So that was another thing I appreciated about Revelation, where he was scrawny and he bulked up, you know, as he should, right? He shouldn't be the exact same guy. It's basically Superman. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Here's what I always wanted from He-Man. I wanted to know why Skeletor looked like that. He had a skeleton head, but then he had a, a body and it was buff. I didn't understand that. Like, what's going on with this dude? Right. Everyone else, like their body and head matches like Beast Man was furry, you know, from top to bottom. Moss Man was Moss from top to bottom. But then Skeletor just came out of nowhere. They never they never explained what Skeletor was or why he looked like that. And that's so- why he was dope. I'm actually thinking <laughs> they did Revelations, and then I tried to watch another show on Netflix where there were like Prince Adam was a kid, yeah, mm-hmm. and and everyone got powers, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I couldn't be down with that either. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, in that new series with with all the kids and the the robots and the extra powers and everything, didn't they explain like how Beastman became Beastman, yeah. how Skeletor became Skeletor? So those mm-hmm. were. I did like that about that show. Yeah. Maybe I should go back and finish it. Well, well, fill me in. How exactly did Skeletor become Skeletor? He put his hand in the power, you know, like the power of the universe. He put his hand in there and they're like, oh, man, I got a skeleton hand. This sucks. And then, like, later on, like, didn't he just dive in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he got all the power, like the same mm-hmm. power from the sword. 
And from that, I, he changed some like Safari Joe guy in no, no offense, Joe Safari Joe mm-hmm. guy into, into a uh, beast man, you know, cause he had his whip and uh, yeah. So I don't know. What else do you remember that Joe? Do you? Basically that's exactly what happened. And then he yeah. just made Evelyn stronger and then beast man, beast man. If Tila was going to be the primary in the show, I'm okay with that. You know, but my thing was just the story was just, it seemed like it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tuned out. Well, make a show about Tila. Don't make a show thinking about He-Man that everyone's thinking is watching He-Man. And it's, it's not about He-Man. You're fooling the audience, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I don't feel like he fooled the audience. I feel like people go in with expectations. Oh, it's going to be this, right? It's a right. continuation. I'm going to see more He-Man because the name is Masters of the Universe. But it's not He-Man and Masters of the Universe. We just, in our brains, we added He-Man to the title. Right. We're like, Masters mm-hmm. of the Universe, He-Man. <laughs> no. That's my point. Let's make it a Shazam movie, and then he disappears and comes back at the end. You'd <laughs> be like, bro, what is this? <laughs> Masters of the Universe, whether you change it or not, it's implied it's He-Man. At least Orko got his redemption. Well, what happened with Orko? Dude, he became buff. What didn't he die or something, Joe? And then he came yeah. back. All, he did the Gandalf thing. Came back. Orko the White. Exactly, Alan. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, Joe, if um, <laughs> if there were a Shazam movie and it turned into like a Megan Good movie, I think that would be horrible. She fine though. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they did the whole thing about Megan Good's character, bro, you'd be like, bro, what is this? What is this? I'm not gonna sit down and watch this. <laughs> what if they turned around and be, you know, it was just a movie about the tiger? That would be cool. <laughs> that would mm. be really cool. I'd I'd go for that. What was his I'll, name again? Cringer, Cringer and Battle Cat. No, no, I I'm was... sorry. I was talking about Shazam. <laughs> oh, Mr. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys can tell, I'm a fan of the tigers. Whether it be Mr. Tawny, whether it be Battle Cat, I'm down with the Tigers being primaries in any show or movie. Like your cousin, Tiger Dukes. Tiger Duke. <laughs> Tiger Duke. Uh, actually, I don't think he has an S on the end of his name. He shortened it up. I think it's just Tiger Duke. Oh, he got, all, he got all Hollywood? He, he actually did. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, did you, you said you watched? Did you say you watched that other He Man one where everybody gets the powers and stuff? Like Cringer, he didn't. He was declawed, and then he had to go get the yeah. robotic claws. Yeah, how was that one? I thought it was better than Masters of the Universe. Wow, really? And um, it's getting a season two, so I guess I'm not the only one. <laughs> I I watched a little bit of it, but it did lose me. So Rashawn points out that uh, Kevin Smith was trying to sell a He-Man movie. Uh, then Kevin Smith was bombarded with fan hate, which is why he didn't get his He-Man movie. Exactly, because fan hate was like, bro, what's this? Is it called Taylor, Tila Masters of the Universe or is it called He-Man? If it's supposed to be the continuation of where He-Man left off, but it wasn't, you can't say that it is. No. Even though he thinks it is, it's not. By the way, uh, shout out to the maestro, Rashawn. We'll see you at D23 in a few months, bro. Oh, yes, sir. Joe, let me, here's sort of a callback. Because when I was watching that first episode of the young He-Man where everyone gets powers, to me it felt like the end of Shazam where everyone got powers. 
did it feel like that? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Okay. It's a different. It's a different take. It's a different take, but same yeah. idea. Like, yeah. like, oh, we gotta, we gotta split it up. And, and did the one that you like? Did it have that kind of forced diversity? Because I kind of got that feeling too. Nowadays, every time they make anything like that, it's always full of forced diversity. That's another thing. Obviously, I am a huge pro proponent of diversity, mm -hmm. but forced diversity in the cast where it's like they just check off boxes in order to make a show. I'm not a fan of that. And that's what that show felt like to me as well. Looking at He-Man, I have to say that it's an influential show cartoon uh, slash toy line. If you had to rank it, like, uh, let's see here. You, you have Transformers, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe. I think the, oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, those are probably the big four. Where would you rank the toys? I mean, they had a really good collection of toys. They, they had a lot of different types of people or, you know, monsters and everything. They had no articulation. So... I think so. They had so much going for it, but then they had so much against it with the with no articulation. Um, I would probably like say in the top. Say if it was in the top ten of '80s toys, I'd probably put it like at a seven. Whoa, X Man just taking out the knees of Kevin Smith. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the '80s toys. The, the, 80s the Kevin toys. Smith toys look really good. Okay, '80s toys. Wow, X Man seven. Seven. Oh, come on, you got you got Transformers, you've got G.I. Joe, you've got Robotech, you've got GoBots. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't even make the top ten. Go to five. Five. We'll go to five. <laughs> oh, Rashawn says Thundercats were the best toys. I'm gonna have oh. to disagree with Sean. Those toys <laughs> had less articulation than He-Man. Exactly. Yeah. Rubber yeah. arm. Yeah. <laughs> Once Alfonso pointed out the articulation, yeah. my ranking system completely changed. <laughs> it's like those old WWF toys. Yeah. <laughs> they were slightly better than the WWF toys. But yeah, it, it probably. G.I. Joe had the Kung Fu grip mm -hmm. and. Best invention ever. It, yeah, huge. With the swivel arm, action swivel arms. They were, dude, G.I. Joe was just mm -hmm. killing everything. I could hold a gun. I could do a karate chop. But then Transformers, because they're Transformers, right? Like, how did GoBots have such trash when all they had to do was rip off Transformers? Like, like the GoBots were horrible. Um, <laughs> but anyway, getting back on topic. Now, now I've got like this, this rant forming in my head about GoBots, but I'll save that for another time. Ah, at first, I was putting it like top two because I thought to myself, like, wow, they were really creative. Like, I don't feel like G.I. Joe toys were creative. I don't feel like Transformers were creative, but I feel like the He-Man toys, they tried so many different things. They were creative. You guys remember the skunk toy? Skunk or Skunk or Stink or Stink or He was funky, right? He came out of the box and he stunk. That was revolutionary. Okay. Nobody was thinking about that. They said, let's make a toy that really stinks. <laughs> Genius. 
voiced well, well, by Jason Mewes and Revelation, just so you know. Oh, oh, I did not know that. He'd be in a stink movie or a, <laughs> a stink TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cool thing about Kevin Smith is he will hook up his homies. You know, he's like, nobody cares about stink or Snoochie Booch, do your thing. Nobody cared about Ben Affleck till Kevin Smith put him in the world. But Adam yeah. Sandler does the same thing. Now it's at like a five. I'll put it at number five. Joe, where where do you rank it amongst all of the crates and toys? Maybe because I got to a certain age where I stopped buying toys and started playing baseball. But I'm probably like maybe six or so because my top ones is have, have always been Star Wars, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Those are like my top three. Mm-hmm. And then maybe He-Man four or five, I guess. And I, I, I rank it on the value of what I spent my money on. Right. What, you know what I mean? Because what, whatever I like is what I spent my money on. But I only remember buying one of those four things. Star Wars never tried to articulate mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but you know what was cool, though? You could put a penny in between the legs, and then <laughs> and then you would flick it like you're snapping your finger, and it would do like a windmill, like they were breakdancing. I thought that was always cool. <laughs> nice. You ever do that? No. It's so, it's so sad I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> that was the best part. I remember I had a Chewbacca. That was the best one to do it in, is Chewbacca. Because the head was more round. I don't know if I ever told you guys, but my, all my Star Wars toys that I had, I dug up at school in the sandbox. Like, I got three one day. A week later, I got two more. I'm like, dude, who's leaving Star Wars? It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> Rashawn's right, dude. I remember I used to switch the He-Man heads, the arms. Totally did that. Because you popped it, you popped it off and you could put it back in. You're like, as a little kid, you're like, hmm. So needless to say, Skeletor and He-Man look like each other. Very true. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights, first of all, let me thank. Let's see here. We got Rashawn breaking away from his busy schedule to add to the comments thank you very much maestro for adding to the comments here jess thanks for taking a break from your awesome workout schedule to listen to the podcast we appreciate everyone who commented uh everyone who watched everyone who listens to the podcast you have the power he man had the power but check this out y'all you have the power you can Share the Nerd World Order podcast with your friends, with your family, even people you don't like. Just share it. You can also like, subscribe, comment on the podcast, wherever you listen to a podcast. That would really help us out a lot. That actually moves up the Nerd World Order broadcast in the rankings that are done by Spotify and by Apple. So uh, exercise that power and share listen subscribe comment because it does make a big difference and we thank you everyone who does so until next time ladies gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order i am nwo we are nwo nerds we define booyah